Sanders Snitker, Libertarian, Republican, and Political Hack, and Adrian Wiley, Born Again Anarchist and Political Husband. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our Constitution and Republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, promotion, uh, probational chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the West Central Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Wiley. How are you doing, sir? Doing well. Doing well. That's it. Just doing well, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Let, living a little bachelor life. Uh, the, the wife is in Chicago right now. Is she coming back or is this over? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We'll <laughs> see. Yeah. Well, she, she went with 50, a- 50 she went with a, uh, a friend of hers. Uh, his name's uh, Mike, but everyone calls him Big Mike, which I, I don't understand because the guy's only 5'9 and really skinny. Yeah. You know, but they call him Big Mike for some reason. Maybe but, it's because of his junk. Oh, you know, could be a thing. Well, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe uh, maybe when she comes back, I'll get a reciprocal hall pass. So that know, would be nice. That would be nice. Uh, you know, 30 years. It's, would you uh, be willing to do that, by the way? No, no, that's not my thing. And by the way, she's actually up there with her friend, uh, Amy and her, her daughters. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure yeah. she is. That's sure what she is. told me. Anyway, that's what the yeah, you know, she's actually the daughters are going to Lollapalooza. And oh, my God. And they they got a room that like kind of overlooks the event. Uh, right in downtown Chicago, so they're uh, they're going to be experiencing Lollapalooza. Even they have they're to be not vaccinated. Uh, oh well, yeah. Her her friend and her daughters they're like you know they they're like totally on the COVID train. It's amazing that they're out and about at this point. They're all you know, aboard. They, they're all aboard the COVID. They Express. were like locked down for a year in fear for their lives. You know. <laughs> yeah, just they're they're from Portland, so yeah, you know, oh. yeah. You know how things are. Oh, by the way, you said Voodoo Donuts. That's where I knew it from. Last week you were talking about Voodoo Donuts. Yeah, yeah. That's where they originated. Was uh, Portland? Oh, that's how I knew them. Yeah. So when my wife would uh, go to Portland, she'd bring back voodoo donuts. Mm, yeah, they are good. though. They are good, I have to say, but uh, not worth uh, that whole experience you had to go through at uh, Shitty Walk. <laughs> shitty Walk. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's what's going on. And now that the uh, eviction moratorium has been lifted, I'm I'm concerned that when she comes back, I might get evicted. You think from so? The house. Yeah. You know. Her and now that my uh, mother-in-law lives with me, it's uh, could be a two-to-one vote <laughs> to kick me out. <laughs> so you're saying it's a simple majority for yeah, uh, yeah. for your for your for your uh, well-being. In it your could home be and your it domicile. Could be. Yeah. So Oofa. I don't think it matters to them that my name's on the deed, but you know it doesn't matter. No, you're it doesn't matter. Well, uh, which, which is interesting that they're lifting the eviction moratorium today. As a matter of fact, it's going to be interesting to find out what happens tomorrow. You know? Yeah. Are there going to be uh, you know? Millions of people out on the street living in a van down the river by the river. Um, I don't know. I don't know either. I yeah. don't know that one. It's going to be interesting to see. I think but, it's gonna, uh, it might might be the beginning of tanking of the housing prices. Oh, I hope not. Maybe. I hope not. Yeah. My uh, my house just hit a half mil, man. I'm I'm like uh, happier than a pig and shit. I know, right? You should yeah. sell. Yeah, and I'd have to go buy another one. It's like my truck, you know. That's true. The, the truck I bought two years ago for five grand is now worth ten. <laughs> you know, so but you sell it, you're you're in the same boat because now you got to go spend that same money anyway. So, you know, it's kind of like paper value. Yeah, I got you. Know? you. It's like they say Jeff Bezos, uh, you well, know, lost two million dollars when the Amazon went down the other day, or billion rather. Yeah, and it's like yeah, yeah that was paper money to begin with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So what's going on in your world, man? All right. So there's a couple things I wanted to talk about. The first one is, and we've talked about this before, about the computers knowing you and you want to hide your identity and stuff. And there's one area in which that I really want the computer to know me or one program in particular that I want the computer to know me. And that is in Pandora. Right. And so I wanted to get your thoughts on this. I'm sure, you know, I'm doing something wrong, but I wanted just to understand how wrong I was by making sure that I'm upping, liking, and downliking all of the songs in Pandora in order to better have a better musical experience at night where the Pandora will play the music that I want to hear. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's what's happening. There's an algorithm that says, okay, um, what, what essentially they do is they see, say that uh, these artists are similar, these bands are similar, these 
um, genres are similar. So if uh, you know a person likes this particular thing, there's a high probability that they'll also like this thing. So that does happen, uh, you know, with them creating a dossier on what your musical tastes are. Um, and yeah, again, that's uh, not something I would do just because I avoid any type of uh, algorithmic or algorithmic or uh, AI tracking fact of anything. Um, but, uh, you know, if that's what your objective is, if you want, um, you know, the, the Skynet to know exactly what your musical tastes are, then go for it. I think I do. Yeah. Like, I kind of think I do. Yeah, like it re I really do like listening to Pandora. Look, I, I realize that I am definitely in the realm of paranoia when it comes to that. Um, yeah, just because you're paranoid don't mean you're wrong, though. That, well, yeah, I'm not. I'm definitely not. Technically speaking, I'm not wrong. Uh, but even the most seemingly innocuous bit of data on you can eventually be used um, for potentially reasons that you don't want it to be used for. So I just avoid... Uh, any way I can allowing systems to collect data on me. I got you. you know, or I obfuscate. Obfuscate. Oh, that's a yeah, big word. That's a hard word to say. You know, I heard. Obfuscate. The, I heard uh, on the on in, on NPR this morning. <laughs> I heard uh, the word bucolic. Whoa! What, what's that all about? And I I think I understand the definition of that word. It's it's kind of like serene and. Like when you hear bucolic, you think of a rolling meadow or something. Am I using that context correctly? Do you really think that I understand the context of the word, <laughs> right. that fucking word, by the way? Well, I'm just like, saying. Like, in all seriousness, though, yeah, that's, was I, there even any chance in hell? Like, I, it sounds like bubonic I know, plague I know, as far as I'm I know. I, well, and that was my thinking. And, and I realize asking you about the definition of word is like uh, asking a monkey about, uh, you know, satellite trajectories. But, uh, <laughs> you know... <laughs> But I resemble that remark. You do indeed. Uh, I, that was the what I was thinking is what a horrible word that is, you know, and I don't think I would have noticed it if it wasn't for the fact that the, the host said it in such a emphasized way. Yeah, it's a, a very bucolic scene, you know, like they so emphasize the word. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it is. It's one of those words. It just sounds like it shouldn't mean what it means yeah you know things well like it sounds like me. a bad word actually it, does. it doesn't sound like a good word yeah i feel like that's a condition that you should get an ointment for i think there should be a vaccine for that there should be yeah there's also should be, speaking of vaccines is that i believe that there is a vaccine that has been infiltrated through my house that currently my son and kelly have and that's called d's nuts jokes <laughs> oh god <laughs> so mikey that is so 2018 yes so what mikey did is mikey has now tried and and very it's been very unsuccessful in utilizing the D's nuts jokes. Right. He's just not very good at you it. You know, that's the kind of thing you only get burned on once. You know, after that you're looking for it. Mm. He just picks the wrong time to do it. He just forces it when you don't. It's kind of yeah. like look, using the D's nuts jokes is like surfing. You got to look for your spot. Oh, yeah. You can't just yeah. you can't just throw D's nuts out there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the timing on it has to be perfect yeah. for it to work. But he's done it so many times now that Kelly now is doing D's nuts, nuts jokes. Right. And so much so that when I'm trying to so I had Kelly on the phone and Mikey's there and I have her on speaker so she should be able to hear me. And I'm trying to correct Mikey on doing the D's nuts jokes. Right. And what does Kelly do on the other line is just keep using fucking D's nuts jokes. And she won't shut up. Uh, the acorn didn't fall far, huh? I guess not. I guess not. Actually, you know, the funny thing is Kelly yesterday, me and Kelly, uh, for the first time ever, sang a duet. Of karaoke? No, not of karaoke. We oh, were, okay. We were, we were at the office. And we sang a duet of Just a Gigolo by David Lee Roth. And <laughs> we got like, we got pretty deep in the song. Right. And was going, I mean, Kelly knew it word for word amazingly well. Yeah. And so we were singing the, you know, Just a Gigolo, everywhere I go, people know the part I'm playing. And just go right, right. down, right? Yeah. And it was really fun. That was actually pretty funny. So, but these nut jokes are getting a little too far. Um, I'm, I'm trying to stop it. Not that I dislike these nuts jokes, but you have to be good at it and you right. can't want to like, you can't kill it. And if, if these nuts jokes were a horse, Michael killed it with a fitty cow. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he literally it, murdered the fucking horse with a fitty cow to where its head is detached from its body. And he's still beating it. And he's still beating it. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's got a hammer now just beating that thing <laughs> like it stole money from him. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. he stole his lunch money, yeah. man. He is beating this thing down to nothing. Well, you know, that's the thing. He's at the point, um, you know, in, in he's at the age where that's where you get that comedic timing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hope he picks that up. Yeah. Because yeah. he really doesn't have any. Right. Yeah. You know what it is? He's like a broken clock because every like twice a day he'll be funny. Right. And the rest of the day, not funny. Well, see, he's learning from that. So you're actually training him right now by responding negatively and favorably when uh, the you know, when those jokes hit. Yeah, but the only problem is sometimes Mikey's just looking for any reaction at all. Right. And the, the any reaction at all tends to be an issue because well, you know, and here's the other thing. Like, if I if I take Mikey over to my mom's house, then right. that actually doesn't help. And the reason why is because my mom laughs at everything I say. Oh, right. <laughs> like, mom, mom's sense she of humor does. when it comes to me is, like, it gives me a false sense of me she, being she, funny. She's our biggest fan, by the way. Hi, Patty. Yes, she is a big fan. <laughs> Not that she listens all the and time. And she's laughing but right now. She might be laughing right now. She might be laughing right now, but... So at any rate, the, the, these nuts jokes are, are getting out of control. Just like we are getting out of control when it comes to the new deal with COVID, by the way. Right. The new deal, as in uh, FDR, new deal? Uh, well, kind of feels that way, doesn't it? It does kind of yeah. feel that way, by the way. Um, so one thing I wanted to say was, is that we've talked before about the COVID thing. Ad nauseum. And right now, and I talked about this last week, but I want to repeat it again. The only thing they're talking about is case counts right now. They're not talking about the number of deaths. And the reason why is like the daily seven day running average of deaths right now is like 300. Right. And <laughs> well, no, uh, that's not nationwide. I mean, it, no, no, that's nationwide. No, no. It, it, just this week in Florida, there were 400 COVID deaths. So yeah. I mean, it's, it's back no, and no, it's no, significant. No. You but, said you know. for the entire week it was 400. Right. The daily average oh, the nationwide daily. is 300 a day. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, and, and Florida is one of the leading states. So like a yeah. quarter of the deaths are coming from Florida. Yeah, a lot yeah, of right. them are. Yeah. So, yeah. And again. We used to be at like 4,000 though. Right. Like 300-something people die from Alzheimer's a day. Uh, Probably more than that. Yeah, But what I'm saying yeah. is it's, it's, it's within the realm now. But they won't talk about deaths. They just talk about case counts. Well, actually, they're they're starting to do a little more uh, with uh, statistics. And uh, I'm trying to uh, to find this. Ah, yeah, there it is. Um, they're they're talking a little more about the statistics now, except in some cases where it doesn't look good for them. <laughs> and this is one thing that they're talking about in statistics: the likelihood of uh, uh, let's see. The breakthrough cases, what they're calling it now, of people who have been, um, you know, vaccinated and still get COVID and have mm -hmm. significant symptoms is at 0.08%. Oh. Okay. Well, no, no, no. That's what they're saying. There's What they're saying now is um, <laughs> that if you get vaccinated, you only have a 0.08% chance of uh, having you know, catching COVID and having a significant, you know, uh, response to it, either mm -hmm. death or hospitalization, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But what's interesting is when, so they're taking the entire population of vaccinated people and dividing it by the number of people who have had uh, severe COVID cases. When we were doing that with the total population, the scientists, quote unquote, scientists were saying, well, you can't look at it that way. But yet now they've reversed it, and it's okay to look at it because then it showed the the the, the probability of becoming extremely ill or dying from COVID based on the entire population uh, was exceptionally low, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, but now that they're trying to show that oh you should still get the vaccine, there is still a very very small chance that you could get COVID and die from even after getting the vaccine. But you should still do it. But back when we were saying, well, it's kind of a coin toss anyway, because the number of people versus, you know, when we did the same statistical analysis on the broader population unvaccinated versus the risk of getting extremely ill or dying, they wanted to shoot down those numbers. You know, so it's it's like it's amazing that. And, and again, your likelihood of getting COVID and dying is exceptionally low. Mm -hmm. OK, and your likelihood of getting it after 
being vaccinated is exceptionally low. Mm-hmm. Okay, so their, their information is true. But I find it interesting the way that they highlight it and they don't highlight it. And another thing the CDC is doing is now they're um, you know coming out with new mass mandates, new vaccine mandates. Um, but the problem is, is they're saying you should do this. And some scientists are saying, okay, well, show us the data, CDC. And the, uh, the CDC is saying, well, we have all the data on it, on the reasons that we need to reinstitute a max mask mandate. And we need to start issuing uh, vaccine mandates, but we're not releasing it. Yeah. They're refusing to release the data, but yet they're still making policy on this data that they're not making public. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's like at this point in time, it's hard not to acknowledge the fact that they're not necessarily manipulating the data, but they're spinning the hell out of it. Yeah. You know, and because if you have a statistical way of looking at something, it should be consistent regardless of the the parameters you input mm-hmm. to, to come to that. You should be able to show your work, too. And absolutely, you should uh, show your work. Um, now, what they're saying is, and this is a quote, they're making the claim that people with Delta who are vaccinated and unvaccinated have civil, similar levels of viral load, but nobody knows what that means, said Gren Gonzalez, an associate professor at the Yale School of Public Health. It's meaningless until we see the data. And, and that's the thing. These scientists um, and, you know, again, someone, the head of public health at uh, Yale is asking for the data and they're saying, no, we're not going to release the data. Yeah, he sounds like a, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And so it's it's just so frustrating that they spin the data one way or the the statistical analysis of the data one way when they want a certain outcome and they spin it the opposite way when they don't want that outcome. Well, look, and here's the thing. If you were looking for a large amount of the population to actually take this uh, uh the, the vaccine, right? If you were looking for them to do that, then I would think that what you should have done as the CDC is probably the opposite of what you did do, right? Because you've given, you've made it to where people should have no faith in you whatsoever, right? Because you have, not, you've been, and here's the thing: like the difference is, if science, if the data changes, if what they understand changes then of course you have to change where sure. you're at on stuff. That's yeah. a, that's a given. It's an evolving thing. So, but yeah. they but they've proven to where they were utilizing that umbrella to do shady shit. Yeah. I yeah, it, it's hard not to say that. Cuz every time they get accused of what well, you guys have been flipping, they're like, "Well, the data's changed." But they won't go but the data didn't change, really. No. No. And they they're willing and they're willing to like the policies change. Yeah. The politics change. Mm-hmm. But the data hasn't changed. And again, the Delta variant is a resurgence, you know, but the. This but the effects, the, the deaths a lot less there, though. Right. It, it, it's more widespread. Right. But the deaths are down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because uh, basically we are uh, developing. A, a, again, we're we're getting very close to herd immunity anyway. And even if you have partial immunity because you had one variant of COVID, uh, there's a high probability that your immune response is going to be similar. Yeah. So it may not be a perfect response to this new variant, but it's a a, a an increased response uh, as opposed to a, a completely uh, unique protein shell. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so this does, you know, it, it, it's pretty common that we get to that point that, you know, the effects that you may still get it, but the potential effects of it are much less because your body uh, having either had COVID or the vaccination or something like that in the, in the past is going to uh, provide a improved response to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the, the thing that really bothers me, and again, I, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I, I'm not a COVID denier. Uh, I, and I'm not on any of the bandwagons either. Um, basically, I'm in the same position I've been for a year now is that uh, weighing the risks of catching COVID versus the risk of a, a uh, adverse reaction to the vaccine or now uh, getting COVID after being vaccinated anyway is about a coin toss. Yeah. You know, that, that's really if you analyze the statistics, it's about a coin toss as to whether you're going to get sick from COVID or get an adverse reaction or uh, from a vaccine or get COVID after the vaccine anyway. 
the probabilities are in that like point one point zero six to point one percent range. Yeah. So either way, you've got a ninety nine point nine plus percent chance of being okay. Yeah. <laughs> so with those type of probabilities, it's like, you know, you're talking about a one in a thousand event here. Why? It really doesn't matter which way you go. Yeah. It's a coin toss, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's kind of just the position I'm in, you know, but it's they're They're so trying to still inflate this into such a crisis level. It, it just, you know, but the good news is I don't think people are falling for it as much. No, no, not as much, but they yeah. are still though. And the, the, and the full court press on the media, as far as this goes, is just, and again, we could never trust them before really anyway. Right. But all we're doing now is it's, it's getting reinforced over and over again, that there's yeah. just no trust that you can have in what these people are doing. None at all. Like it's just, it's, it's almost sad. Like I would love to have a CDC that you could actually trust. Right. But I don't trust them at all. Well, I don't totally distrust them either um i i think that you know i think your trust level in the cdc should be about 60 percent. you know what i'm saying the data they collect is good but um the way they put out the data and and now the way they withhold data uh clearly shows a political agenda behind it yeah so i i, I don't think you you say i completely distrust the cdc but you have to uh look at it through the lens of what is their political objective in either you know uh, putting this data out or not putting this data out? So that's that's really the bottom line. And again, it's it's how you have to analy- analytically uh, review all the information that that comes in uh, to you at, from various sources these days. You know? Yeah. Something interesting on your phone there, Alex? Well, hold on. You have done things where you have busy work going on here, and I wasn't going to say. I say I was just going to get this done. Right. At the same time, because we've had to stop the show before, but I was going to do it so we didn't have to stop the show. Right. So I'm handling a problem right now that thank and thank you, by the way, for making sure everybody can can hear this. Yeah. So yeah. that was rude on your part. No, no, we'll wait. Uh, oh, oh, is that what we're going to no, do? No, no, go ahead. No. Yeah. It's, it's not like we're doing a fucking show or anything. Yeah. I, you've done it. You've stopped for work, too. I don't know what you're talking about. I, well, in those cases, I actually pause the show. Do you want to pause the show? It. No, I don't. I want you to put your fucking phone away. As soon as I handle this. Well, hold on. So you're allowed to do work, but I'm not? Yeah, pretty much. That's what it boils down to. That's fucking, are, you, are you done with that's your work That's very fucking Fauci of you. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Fauci, which you actually pulled off handling your work and putting in a segue, what's going on in the <laughs> Fauci world? Which is, is quite impressive, by the way. So we've gone to the point for Fauci, which he always had to get here eventually, was that now he's telling CNN that the funding of China's Wuhan lab research was actually necessary. Here's the thing, and this is my problem with guys like Fauci. So you trust a communist dictatorship to handle secret information regarding viruses that could possibly become pandemics in a lab that has been shown to, uh, what's the word for it, Um, have less than stellar um, safety record right yeah and you're gonna trust them to do this right like you're gonna trust to give them hundreds of thousands of dollars for something that was clearly i mean look uh, other than your butchering of the definitions this is clearly gain of gain of function research right you're clearly not supposed to be doing this because there was a moratorium on this right and yet given all the given all those parameters you can't back off of funding the freaking Wuhan lab in China inside the communist inside communist China. So let me get this straight. Uh, so you've got a uh, communist uh, uh, party government and a uh, president of that uh, Politburo or whatever they call themselves uh, who says he wants to nuke Japan. Um, you're going to help him develop a bioweapon. Yeah. That sounds like a good plan, huh? Yeah. And it, fucking Fauci, man. Liar fucking liar i mean he just keeps stepping back stepping back stepping back stepping back and at each time he plays this you know this righteous indignation card yes you know like the, the fucking arrogance of this guy is just unbelievable so now essentially he has confirmed 
literally everything that Rand Paul is accused him of. Mm-hmm. Oh, every, absolutely. Every single thing that he called Rand Paul a liar for exposing, he has now confirmed. Yes. And his, his emails have confirmed and Look, the, the he, well, records have confirmed. Well, here's the thing. He still denies that what they were doing were funding was gain-of-function research. But the reason for that is, though, is because he realizes if he actually admits to that, then the entire cat's out of the bag. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So even though it was clearly gain-of-function research, <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> it came in only able to infect animals and came out able to infect humans. Well, that seems like a gain-to-function, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable how right. that works. Yeah. And that's, I think, and here's the thing, for people to not take a, for the media, let me say And the this. U.S. government paid for it. Yeah. And yeah. Fauci approved it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you got to remember this too. One of the, re- another reasons that scientists don't say anything to Fauci or speak out against Fauci is. He hands out grants. He's the only one that hands out the grants. Exactly. Ground. Like, so he can't, he, those people's livelihood depend on Fauci giving them money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, giving a taxpayer's money. Yeah. Yeah. And this is why, um, you know, it, look, for a long time, for a long time, um, the people who support government support of research have said, well, you can't trust the big corporations to do pure research because they're only going to do what's in their own best interest, right? Mm-hmm. Which is all the arguments that that uh, the big government people and the left have for you know funding uh, scientific research. Okay, now literally, you have a mechanism set up where the pure research is being bastardized because Fauci holds the purse strings. Mm-hmm. Right now, you've got, you know, virologists and, uh, you know, uh, geneticists and biochemists, whatever, across the board, who are afraid to, you know, uh, say the emperor has no clothes to Fauci because he holds the purse strings. Mm-hmm. Because if they piss him off, they're not getting their next grant, which they count on to feed their families. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the problem. So, Really, the again with so many things, um, the uh, pure research should almost be always crowdfunded. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <clears throat> it should be a, a nonprofit thing. You know, and again, I'm not an anti-capitalist by any means. I'm as capitalist as you get. But the argument that the left has on that is that if the tobacco company, for example, that was a big one they always use, mm-hmm. is doing a study about the safety of tobacco, which way do you think they're going to spin it? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the sort of thing. And it, and it is true. But th- what they fail to acknowledge is the same thing is true with government. Government always has a political agenda and the science that they do has to has to be spun to advance that political agenda or they don't get the funding. Yeah. Or they'll just they'll turn them off. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad, but it's just ugh, it, you know what it is. Because you hear Fauci will play the victim of like now his family has to have security and all this other stuff. And I'm like, if you wouldn't have lied to the general public, do you think you'd right. still need security? Like you don't take any personal responsibility. And again, I don't think that people should necessarily go and attack Fauci. Like, right. Really? I don't think that they should go no, out and no, kill him. Nobody should go do this guy harm. But but you're he's acting like he's innocent in all of this when right. he's obviously not yeah. innocent in all this. He's been a political player in all of this because he's he's <laughs> he does. He's he's earned the ire that he's gotten. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Without question. And again, I, I don't want to see somebody go and kill him. I just want to see him locked up at this point because he's done things. Again, he's lied to Congress. Yeah. It's obvious if, and if clear nothing, he's lied to Congress. If nothing else, he should be uh, held for contempt of Congress uh, for perjury. Yeah. Uh, you know, because he's lied under... Like, oath. removed from his job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you should... He shouldn't be the head of the C, or the NHIC or whatever he's the head NIH. Of. Yeah, NIH. Yeah. He should not be in charge of any of that right now. And again, look, if he's got to fall on his sword because he, you know, he's the one that made mistakes and, and he feels bad about that, well, you know, hey, look, I hear you, you know, but you, he should be willing at this point to actually do that. Right. Well, you know, he's probably made all his money by now with the, all the investments he has in the pharmaceuticals for the vaccine. So, mm-hmm. you know, but you know what? Hey, that's starting to trail off. You know, the numbers of people getting vaccinated is, is pretty much peaked. Um, you know, it's it's definitely, you know, rounded the curve, so to speak. It's yeah, but that's the why they're talking about the, the what do they call those booster things? shots? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it, look, and here's the thing. And this is the the um, 
problem we have with the confluence of government and global corporations and this this corporatism that we currently have. We you know we don't have, and we've talked about this before. We definitely don't have anything close to uh, you know a laissez-faire uh, free market capitalism. Oh man, we're so far away from that. Anymore. We have a form of corporatism where uh, you know uh, basically government and uh, you know uh, uh, the the corporate sector is a parasitic symbiotic organism <laughs> you know um That's a good way of putting it yeah yeah and so uh, what's happening now is of course because there's a profit motive to get people vaccinated every year that's what the the government is going to push. That's what the CDC is going to push. That's what Fauci is going to push, uh, because even if they don't have direct financial interests, which I believe most of them do, uh, most of them, you know, their wives through a trust are investing in you know Moderna and Pfizer and you know all this stuff, uh, but they have enough influence the corporate entities have enough influence in government to make that happen, mm-hmm. and it's at one point it becomes almost so seamless that. It's just the the game plan. They don't even have to lobby for it anymore. It's just this this becomes very self perpetuating, and yeah. now that's kind of where we're at. It, and I guarantee you that three years from now, uh, there's going to be signs outside of every CVS and Walgreens. Get your annual flu shot and COVID shot. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's really the objective. It's going to be two in one, kind of like yeah. kind of like a shampoo and conditioner. Yep. Yep. And uh, all your, uh, you know, health insurance companies are going to pay for it and you're going to pay through more premiums and the government's going to pay for it for everyone who's on Medicare and Medicaid. And, you know, it's going to be a new uh, multi-billion dollar industry Mm -hmm. and a whole lot of people are going to make a whole lot of money off of it. Yeah. And and that's really what ends up happening in in these, you know, all of these type of, uh, you know, uh, symbiotic relationships between uh, government and the global corporations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I always find to be, I don't say humorous might not be the word for it, but interesting is that many people on the left despise the corporate influence. Right. And yet right now it seems like that they are just going to go lockstep with the corporate influence right now. Yeah. And anybody that steps out of line is ostracized. Like if you look like they're trying to blame the lack of continued uh, increase in the number of people taking the shot on the right wing. Right. But if you look at the areas and the demographics of the people that are not getting the shot, it really goes across, across the, the political spectrum. Yeah. Well, I think it is slightly higher among people more on the right than it is on the people on the left. Uh, you know, Democrats are more likely to get vaccinated than Republicans, but it's not as far apart as you would think. But the you know, demographic, it's not an 80, 20. No, flat. no. Yeah. But the demographic group that is the least likely to get the coronavirus vaccine is black people. And and it's it's it ain't even close. Right. You know what I'm saying? Spanish is after that. Actually, the, the, the group that's the most likely to get the covid vaccine is actually white people. Right. Oh, actually, Asians, then white people. Right. You know, because Asians, I guess, are I don't know why Asians is number one. Uh, because Asians are like the Borg, man. They're just collective mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Kinda. Not all Asians, but, you know, a lot of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just, that's that's what it is. But uh, it's just sad. Like it. Well, and here's the thing, too. Like I'm, I walk around and you will see. Again, I, nobody ever says anything to me because I won't. I, I'm not wearing a mask anymore. Like, I'm done wearing right. a mask. Yeah, and 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 I, I don't see anyone forcing people to wear masks out. At least in my travels. Yeah, in my travels, I haven't seen any of it yet either. I yeah. mean, nobody's come up to me and said, "I want you to wear a mask inside this place." Right. And I do hear that the the Walmart rules are going to change, but I think that they're just going to change for the employees and not going to change for the. Uh, customers that are going in. Well, that's that's an they're ex- leaving it as an option, I guess. Yeah, which is fine. But you're gonna get and again, I have look. Every everyone on the planet has the option to put a mask on right now. Yeah, just like you have the option to get the vaccine. Right, just like you have the option of you know to, to wear a baseball cap. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like you can do that already. Yeah. So, and if, if it makes you feel better, then go ahead and do right. it. Right? Who cares? Yeah, I don't care if you wear a mask. You know, just don't tell me what to do. I saw somebody in a convertible yesterday. Driving down the road <laughs> with the top down with a fucking mask on. Right. Yeah. Like. Right. What? Right. <laughs> You're an idiot. You you don't know how anything works. No, none of this. <laughs> you know, where do you think you're going to get it? <laughs> you know, it's like, a hold on. 
you don't know now. You didn't know this now. Huh. It just stays in the air on the highways, right? And so the airflow can just cause you to get it right then and there on the spot. That's right. Yeah, you and know. then you die before you even get to the location. Adrian. Someone in the car in front of you could have coughed out the window, and that cloud of COVID uh, could you know come and you you could inhale it. Why do you want the convertible Karen to die, Adrian? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> convertible Karen. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, I'll trademark that. So, uh, you know, uh, maybe one of the reasons that the left is so on board with the corporations right now is they're the ones apparently enforcing the uh, vaccine mandate, which is coming, by the way. This It's going to be pretty much across the board here pretty well, soon. Well, yeah, yeah. We're well past. We're, 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 here's the thing. We're, we're either going to give it away for free. Now we're going to pay you for it. Now, and, now and we're going to force you to get and it. And de Blasio said it that the voluntary time is over. Yeah, yeah. So and now uh, Disney, Walmart have both said they're going to require their employees to uh, get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the, the, uh, the VA and other go- government organizations. In fact, All the federal agencies are. Has Biden uh, said that now? Yeah. Which what gives him that authority? Nothing. Well, he, hold on. Here's the thing, though. If you listen to how they say it, though, it's either get the vaccine or get tested once a week. Right. Well, not I just, think that they realize that if they, they if they say it wrong, yeah. then somebody's going to put a lawsuit on them and they're going to lose. Well, it's not just no; they already won a lawsuit saying they could do it that way. Well, private businesses could do it that yeah. way. Okay, right. Not government is not government entities. Oh, that's yeah, that's true. Well, what they're saying is get tw- tested. Uh, is it once a week? Twice a week? Once or twice? One of the two. Okay, um, and uh, wear also a wear a mask social distance and no business travel yeah you know so it's like they're really you know (laughs) just forcing you to jump through all these hoops and it's it's ridiculous they're doing everything they can to mandate it right which is is not going to help when it comes to the overall percentage of the public because now that you've gone this now that you're going down this road what's going to happen is the people that weren't going to get it before are now not going to get it out of spite right oh yeah yeah which is good which is good. I would like to see everyone in the federal government uh, who doesn't want to get the vaccine uh, to go on strike or just flat out quit. Well, you know, one get a real job. You know, one organization that is that is actively now kind of bristling at it is the Postal Workers Union. Good for them. So good for them. I hope all of them go in and shoot up the place. <laughs> <laughs> we what, we haven't had anyone go postal in a long time. We need that to happen again. Well, they just don't go postal in post offices right now. Oh, is that what it does? That's what. It oh, is, okay. Man. Yeah, because I think they banned guns in post office, and that stopped them. Boy, yeah. Well, you, look, if you just ban something, then that works. Of course. So, yeah. of course that works. Absolutely. They so, should just ban the virus. I, 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 I was right. just thinking that. Yeah. What the hell are they thinking? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> All yeah. right. Let's move on to some. Again, we, we've. By, by the way, the, uh, the vaccine mandates does get the Cassandra trigger one DFC point. Nice. Because, uh, as you know, uh, since you've you know started reading my book, but haven't you know finished it in months, um, it, the uh, the whole reason that the events were set in motion was because the schools mandated that children be injected with something. Yeah. So very prophetic. Adrian, yeah, I, I gotta say, I, I'm, I'm patting myself on the back. And if you'd like to uh, read more, uh, the Cassandra Trigger by. Adrian Wiley, yours truly, is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and wherever fine books are sold. That's, and wherever shitty books are sold, too. That's actually not true. They're pretty much only available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Oh. So. You're saying you didn't get a deal with Simon and Schuster's to have for for I did for, not for no. nationwide distribu- distribution. No, no, and you probably won't find it in your bookstore because it's not all that popular. Maybe in the free bookstores. Maybe in the secondhand bookstores. Yeah. Maybe. You might so, find a copy there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll so, see. We'll see. I have copies. Do you? Yes. Yeah. Oh, you're supposed to give them away to new listeners. I do. Oh, oh that's right. Hey, you. yeah, we still got to know. So if you subscribe <laughs> to Unattended Baggage, if you go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage and sign up to be a patron at the, what do you got to be, the $5 level? Yeah. If you if you sign up at the $5 a month level, you get a free copy of the Cassandra Trigger. You get an Anarchist Guild coin. Yes. Uh, do we still have the bags? Yes, we do. Uh, you get a This Is Not A Bomb duffel bag. Yes, because it's not a bomb. <laughs> it's not a bomb. And we that's recommend. a true statement. We, we recommend that you take it to the airport <laughs> it's just so the friendly tsa agents know that that's not a bomb well help them out exactly exactly help, help you're doing your part you. 
to keep the skies safe. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so so that's my plug. What else are we going to talk about? All right. So I wanted to get to this story because you put this in there. Is a man used AI to bring back his dise- his deceased diseased deceased fiance, <laughs> but the creators of the tech warn it could be dangerous and used to spread misinformation. Yeah, like she's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Um, and again, this was actually an episode of Black Mirror that is it turns out to be completely prophetic. Uh, this guy. So this is the Black Mirror DFC point, then. I think this is a black, definitely a Black Mirror DFC point. Okay. Uh, but you know that's one so vague since they, since they had so many different you know type episodes. You watch that show, right? Mm, no. Oh, okay. What it is is kind of like a Twilight Zone show. Oh, so okay. each show is kind of a different story, but they had one story that was literally identical to this. So what this AI system does is it goes through all your social media, all your emails, and stuff like that, um, and it finds out how you speak and it is able to you know given enough comments given enough interaction with people it's able to create a relatively impressive um analog for lack of a better term um of how you speak what you would say in those circumstances how you would phrase it um so he basically created a chat bot that would interact uh, with him, just like his fiance would interact, you know, and it would be very difficult for someone who, uh, if someone knew that person and knew how they normally communicated, if you started chatting with this AI bot, you would be tricked into thinking that it was the actual person. And so that's why they're saying that it's dangerous because I mean, we were talking about, uh, last week, uh, about, uh, you know, fishing, how criminals and governments and bad players use that try to trick you into either revealing information or downloading software that's going to you know reveal information and so on and so forth so they send you something that makes it look like it's from somebody else now what if someone were able to create one of these chat bots that made it that sounded just like hey your friend oh and that's what my friend would always say in the circumstances and then they say hey check out this photo you know you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You're very likely to click on that and become infected or exposed, whatever. Or, you know, hey, I, I, I need this from you, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say someone is able to um, spoof your spouse's email and then send you an email or someone close to you, something like yeah. that, and then send you an email that sounds come looks like it comes from their address mm-hmm. and then sounds exactly like they would say something. Yeah. And say, hey, I'm, I'm filling out a form. What's your social? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, how likely would you be to fall for that? Well, you, of course, would fall for it instantly because, you know, you'll just download anything. Um, but you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it is very dangerous. And it's another step towards our dehumanization. Yeah. I mean, hold on, a little bit. Let me just real quick, though. Fuck you a little bit, but I. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, hang on. Before you get into that, I do want to say that I am doing a experiment on fishing right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. We talked about this last week. Well, we talked about it in the second hour. I wanted to get it out in the first hour. So uh, what I'd like all the listeners to do is uh, if you have any super spammy, scammy email lists that you know of, or you have any way to put an email address into a database that is definitely going to get spammed and scammed and all that stuff i want you to sign up the following email address it's baitcaster b-a-i-t-c-a-s-t-e-r at protonmail.com and that account is set up specifically in a special sandbox it's uh you know air gapped and everything like that well not quite air gapped but pretty close to it um set up specifically to analyze uh, phishing and exploitation via, you know, bogus emails. So use that account, baitcaster at protonmail.com. Sign me up for anything you can think of. How's it been going so far with that? Uh, you know, uh, let's, let's take a quick look and uh, see where we're at. I think I got it open here. Uh, let's see what I've got. Um, uh, no joke, you were chosen to win a sweepstakes, uh, life insurance coverage, uh, penny stocks, uh, Hello Fresh. Uh, let's see. Wives cheat. Someone uh, wants me to contact her. Ooh. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. 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 So you got that um, going for you. Yeah, but honestly, I haven't gotten a lot of uh, getting a shitload of spam, but I haven't got a lot of good phishing attempts. Now it takes time because you know 
what inevitably happens is those email addresses that whore of an email address needs to make itself make yourself around exactly that's you know that now it's in a bunch of spam databases and now those those databases need to get resold on the black market to the really bad guys or they need to get hacked and stolen and so on and so forth and that just takes time so anything you guys can do to help me out on that very much appreciated yeah yeah, exactly. So where were you going before I uh, uh, so really uh, uh, before you so rudely fuck you to me? Yes. Okay. So there is one other one I wanted to get to in the first hour, and this is the county that I live in. I would say oh, is for the most part an okay county. I like Pasco County, but I got to tell you, I definitely don't like the sheriff of Pasco County because of his. Uh, pre-crime. What do they call? What was the name of that movie? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, Minority. Minority Report. Report. Right. The Minority Report. DFC for Minority Report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because this office, Pasco Count, Pasco Sheriff's Office letter targets resident for increased accountability. Critics of the agency's intelligence programs called the letter patronizing and offensive, and raised continued concerns about civil rights. So basically, what's going on is, if you have a record. And so much so that you've been arrested multiple times, we've had multiple encounters with the police, then in Pasco County, they send you a letter and it says, um, let's see here. We're pleased to inform you that you've been selected. You may wonder why you were enrolled in this program. The letter continues. You were selected as a result of an evaluation of your recent criminal behavior using an unbiased, an unbiased evidence risked assessment designed to identify prolific offenders in our community. As a result of this designation, we will go to great efforts to encourage change in your life through enhanced support and increased accountability. And basically these guys are going to harass yeah. these people until they either bust them again right. or until you make it through. Well, wait a second. One other thing that can put you on this list is your kids getting bad grades and getting in trouble at school. Yes. You know, that will put you on this list too. And they will park a cruiser in front of your house and peek in your windows and follow you around. I, it, it, this is just... This is harassment. Oh, it's total harassment. This is harassment. It, it really is. I mean, I, it, Sheriff Nako is just a fucking, you know, totalitarian man. He's a, he's a totalitarian psychopath, man. There's yeah. no getting around this. Like, it's just now here's the thing. Like, let's see. How can I, how can I explain this correctly here? Is that this is, has nothing to do. This has to do with you want to harass these people to leave the county yeah. yeah and like there's so many laws that everyone breaks during the day what they say the average person breaks the law five times a day basically. I, I shoot for higher than that but yeah. but it's about that let's yeah. just say it's five but if you had the cops up your ass all the time then you're no matter what you're oh, not going to get away from it you're oh, not yeah. going to get away from it yeah so you're going to have to leave right if yeah. you get to this point, then you're going to have to leave. The, the sheriff's office has flat out said that, that their goal is to harass these people until they leave town. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just unbelievable. It, it, this guy, man, it, it just it, no understanding of constitutional rights whatsoever. No, and, and doesn't care. Doesn't care. It doesn't yeah. even care at all. Look, hey, it, they fight as one. They, oh, what yeah. they do. That's their slogan. We fight as one in yeah. Pasco County. It's a four page document. That you know that talks about and, and again greetings. We are pleased to inform you that you've been selected to participate in, to in prolific offender program run by Pasco Sheriff's Office in cooperation with the Department of Justice Strategies for Policing Innovate, uh, Innovation Initiative. This program provides you with an opportunity to receive assistance from the Pasco Sheriff's Office and several community partners who will work with you to identify and overcome barriers that have hindered you in your life's journey. Ultimately, the goal of this program is to empower you to live a lawful, productive, and fulfilled life. Okay. Who the fuck are you to fucking tell right. me what kind of fucking life they're going to lead you fucking up? Uh, right. And you know, the... the, the, the arrogance and the condescension in this you know it, the, the first part reads like an acceptance letter yeah you know uh it, it, the reality is that this is informing you that you're going to be uh, under constant surveillance and constant harassment and constant scrutiny by law enforcement without probable cause and without due process okay yeah. basically this this uh this letter should start with uh, the sheriff's department would like to inform you that we will be violating your fourth, fifth, and sixth amendment rights, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, uh, you know, it reads like a fucking college acceptance letter. 
We are pleased to inform you that you have been selected to participate. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I opt out. Oh, well, you can't do that. <laughs> oh, no. You can't right. Yeah. I didn't apply for that. <laughs> Here's the thing. What the, what the letter also does is the quick, uh, quick resource guide. In my opinion, this is a list of every organization that we should shut down. <laughs> yeah, like all the government organizations there we should shut down and all the well, private organizations that decided to, to to act in coordination in coordination with the sheriff's office i never ever want to see your i never want to see those organizations again right I, like i am so i'm so pissed off oh wait a second you have such a wait a second hub is on there pa- oh pasco county human services yeah hmm. oh no no there's all kinds of there's all kinds wait, is of, that the hub no, 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 no. Okay. No, 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 All right. No. So that's not the organization you're involved no, in. No, no, no. I'm not involved in it anyway, but Okay. But yeah. It's not it's not them though. Yeah. They would never do this actually. I, I would I would hope not. I would be very upset with them. <laughs> Look, you know what the funny thing is? They actually won't promote the people that do the Medicare stuff. You know, like oh, the really? insurance people that do Medicare. Yeah. Like they won't promote them. Why? Because it's Medicare. Huh. Well, you know, I, 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 good for him. I'm just, I'm surprised they, they little, took that step. A little yeah. bit myself, but you know. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. So anyway, I've got, I've got one thing uh, that I want to talk about in the first hour uh, before we get to a ton of stuff in the second hour that's really good, uh, including a guy who got swatted for his Twitter handle and how mammals actually dream of the world that they're entering into in utero. Before they're born, oh my gosh. including humans. Very interesting topic. But we'll get to that in the second hour. What I want to talk about is Simone Biles. Um, and uh, Good. Oh, good. You have a take on this? I do, actually. You know what? I am going to let you go first. No, 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 your no, take. no, 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 no. I want to hear your take first. I okay. do. Go ahead. So, All right, so what's here, your take? Here's my take on it. After a lot of thought, I think that what this woman did was probably the one most selfless and I use the word correctly, acts that you could have done. And the reason I say it is this. Look, this woman has trained hardcore probably most of her life to get into the position that she was in right there. And for her to take herself out of it, like, and she's an innovator when it comes to the floor gymnastics stuff, from what I understand, yeah. is that she does moves that have never been done before. Oh, yeah, they that can't nobody even, else can do. That they can't even grade it correctly. Right. And that she decided because she wasn't on her A game to take herself out to make sure that Team USA could still medal in the Olympics. Right. Is that she did probably, and again, look, I'm not saying that she took a mental day and she should be applauded for that per se, but what I am saying is from understanding the situation, she took herself out to give Team USA a better chance of of winning a medal in there and did it in look could she have worked through it and maybe made it maybe it's possible but there was some, at the time look she was the best person we had but if you're not on your a game then you're not the best person we have right and she made way for another person to go in there because they have other they got backups on the teams and stuff like that right so it's not like she left them she really she left them screwed if she's not up to the task, then somebody else has to go in there. And I think making a big to do about it either way, whether it be you know, whether it be saying, "Oh, she's so brave for this and this," or that she's a fucking traitor to the country and she gave the Russians a win, is stupid. So it's again, I'm always in this position. It seems like both sides in this argument are wrong. In all reality, she's a good she's a good person that you know who worked her ass off to get where she was and had to give it all up because she just wasn't she her mentally she wasn't at it and in those situations mentally if you're out of it you can really seriously injure yourself like it's not even like you just fuck up and like don't get points you can hurt yourself in the in the positions that she's in with the move sets that she's doing yeah so i got nothing but respect for the woman and i think her act was selfless I shouldn't let you go first because you totally stole all my thunder. <laughs> Your take is identical to mine. Absolutely identical to mine. And I've got, I've got, you know, and I know the Fox News crowd out there is like, well, she, she just a, a selfish little child, you know, look, and I want to put this in perspective because I do think there is uh, at least a little bit of veiled um, generation, generationalism, uh, sexism, racism going on here mm-hmm. because I want to put it into perspective for the Fox News crowd who, you know, some of the commentators are really criticizing her. Oh, the ones in Maryland. 
<laughs> I don't get Sorry. that one at all. It's that rush quote, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, it's uh, uh, oh, I, maybe I said the name wrong. Yeah, you did. Uh, anyway, um, first of all, I want to put this in a perspective that that uh, you people can understand. Tom Brady. Let's say Tom Brady. And it, clearly, Tom Brady, greatest quarterback of goat. all time. Goat. He's a goat. Okay. Simone Biles, she's got four moves named after her that no one else on the planet can do. Yeah. Eight billion people, one person can do it. Yeah. Okay. Definitely the, the goat in women's gymnastics. All right. Let's say it's a Super Bowl. Tom Brady, in the first half, throws three interceptions and takes four sacks because he was indecisive. Yeah. Okay. At halftime, he pulls himself out says play the backup my head's not in it something's not right I, I i'm not you know I, I i don't have that laser focus edge that i need to help my team win yeah okay and if i keep going i'm gonna get hurt out there okay um nobody at fox blinks an eye you know unless they say that he's too old to play and he should have retired <laughs> they might use that argument but the point is is they wouldn't say the same things that they're saying about some biles on the other side of the equation okay those of you who say that Simone Bios is a hero and that was the bravest thing that they've ever seen and it was amazing. No, she did make the right choice. If her head's not in it, just like you said, she's not helping her team win and she's potentially going to get hurt badly. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the shit she does flying through the air, you know, you come down wrong, you break your neck. You could die. Yeah, right. I mean, don't get wrong. The number of people that have died in gymnastics is almost damn near zero. But. Well, I don't know the stats on that, but you know the, the point is, is the possibility is there, especially with the extreme uh, moves that she makes. But she's not a hero. Yeah, I hate that fucking word. That word should be scratched from the English language. Well, because it's lost all its meaning. Oh now. my god, everyone's a fucking hero. Yeah, you know, she's not a hero for doing what she's doing. But know? she made the right move. But she made the right move. You know, if your head's not in the game, you either get your head in the game, and if you can't get your head in the game, you got to get out of the game. Yeah, and what she did take, what she did do, though, is she took ego out of it. Yes. And that's hard to do at that level. Oh, that's yeah. That's real hard to do at that level. Oh, so yeah. So she should definitely be applauded for not putting ego in it. I, right. And I give her credit for that, but she's not a hero for some reason. Look, she, right. was, she was hurt, and I feel bad for her. Actually, like, in all reality, I feel bad for her because she's trained for damn this near has her been whole her life. life oh yeah and for yeah, her absolutely. to have to back out of like the biggest show that you know because the olympics is the big time for these people to have to back out of that thing can't be a good time it can't make you feel good about right. that yeah. you're not happy with yourself you're probably doubting yourself right you know the people that are saying negative stuff it's probably still affecting her but in a certain is, way and a part of it is nationalism a part of it is all these people projecting both all their hopes and their inadequate inadequacies onto her yeah you know what i'm saying it's like you have people you know that are, are condemning her for for not doing what she does having no idea what it's like i mean shit you've got people you know bitching about her not performing as the literally the one human on the planet that can do these things and they have they grown getting out of their lazy boy yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah it, it's just it's pathetic um you know how people project themselves onto these people or, and, and the or, nationalistic because i can tell you that half the people out there wouldn't be saying it either way if it was a russian or a chinese doing yeah. the exact same thing well the, the other thing is this is that not everything is about like th th this political tribalism oh, that we have right now like this is this this girl is not part of that, really. Right. Like, yeah. this decision didn't have anything to do with that. No. Don't get me wrong. Does she live through, like, when she was abused by, she, she was sexually abused by one of the, by the, you know, inside. Oh, yeah. Of, yeah. She's one of those people. So, did that play a factor? Maybe. But here's the thing. If you were sexually abused, would you really be competing at an Olympic level right now? Like. Well, look. You know. <laughs> and, and hold on. One other thing. And fuck Charlie Kirk, by the way. Like I've oh, read yeah. what he wrote. Fuck you, Fuck that you guy. fucking piece of yeah. shit. You're. Why do you say things to intentionally be an asshole in these situations? You know what I mean? Like, why would you? Why would you call her a traitor and be like, "Oh, that, that makes the Russians win"? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, uh, well, like, seriously, that's just, you're a d dumbass. That's just that nationalistic bullshit. You no, know, no, that's and it's, this generation doesn't have what it takes. You know, yeah. it's, that fucking you're feeding bullshit. a narrative in order to fuck it, in right. order to feed a group of people that you shouldn't be feeding this narrative to. Right. 
Right. And again, they're all the ones that can't get out of their lazy boy. Exactly. Fucking <laughs> asshole. Fuck all them. Like, I'm really, it's so annoying. It's like, you know what's funny? And you know, it's 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 that Charlie Kirk bullshit that uh, gets you the, uh, the Tucker Carlson treatment in the bait shop, which we will cover in the second hour because we're at the end of the show already. Yeah. You got any quick closing thoughts? No, I don't actually. Jesus Christ. We got, we're already done with the first hour. Yeah, I know. We just kind of burned through that completely. Didn't we burn through that? Like uh, like the coronavirus gets burnt through the population. <laughs> yep. But anyway, if you'd like to hear the hour number two, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage, become a patron, sign up. You get all that free swag. You get a free copy of my book and you get to hear another hour of us talking. We'll see you on the other side. Yeah.